In Security HQ's latest podcast, we are joined by Faraz Tapuni, CEO of Security HQ, and Chris Chain, CTO of Security HQ, to discuss managed defence, what it is, why it is needed, and how businesses can get the most out of the service to enhance their business cybersecurity posture. You know, within our industry, things are nuts, right? I was, I was, I was going through this process where I was just thinking of the acronyms just around our space, and you got SIM, EDR, EPP, DLP, SOAR, MDR, XDR, UBA, MSSP, and I just stopped. I mean, it's completely crazy. Yeah. So if I wanted to ask, right, take all that nonsense away, all the stuff that we hear constantly about zero-day attacks and we're going to be able to stop that. Everybody knows that that's not possible and AI and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Let's boil it down back to basics. What do our clients want? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, what they—I don't think they necessarily want an XDR product or an M MDR EPP. A guy walks into his office Monday morning, and he's going to have to have peace of mind that his week's going to go well. He's not going to—nothing's going to fall over. He's not going to get compromised. He's not, his data is not going to wash up on the dark net. That his job is going to be intact. That's what—that's what our customers probably or, or uh, organizations are really interested in, and they just want defense. They just, they just want to know that someone is looking at their environment, they know what's normal, what's abnormal, we, we, they can reach in, they can block it, they can stop something, and they've got peace of mind in and around that. And the problem is that the, the marketing teams have just gone wild by, by, if I tag it with XDR, it will be better, it will taste better. Yeah, because everybody you know? else is doing it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Or, I'll, or I'll say I'm delivering an MDR service, but only for the endpoint, and, and forget about the firewalls or the email gateways or yeah. what's happening on, a, on the Active Directory and think that because I've said it's an MDR product that it'll actually do what it needs to do. So I think, I think there's, there is a lot of confusion. It's, it's driven by you know, the next buzzword in the, in the market. Um, and as, I mean, I feel sorry for these guys who are not necessarily security experts, but they need to be. Yeah. And they, just, they, just, they, they, they need a, a team that can just come along and help them do it. And it's not going to be dealt with with an acronym. Yeah, we certainly don't don't do ourselves any favors as an industry when you start seeing banners such as, we stop zero day attacks, yep. which is just more nonsense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because how would you know? How would you know? Yeah. But how does, but our clients are metamorphosizing. What I mean by that, right, you've got, they're all going through some form of transition. Yep. They're either in the cloud, going to the cloud, changing the cloud. They've got remote workers. They've got on-site workers. They're acquiring companies. They're selling companies. Yep. So their network is more dynamic in many ways than any other ways. But it's still, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, it's still the basics about collecting your security tools, using their security yep. tools, yep. right? Using their applications to ingest, to correlate, to create an alarm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. For me, it doesn't matter where, 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 the, where, the, where you're getting the data to do security analytics. It could be, in the cloud, it could be a, a PaaS or a SaaS system in, in Azure or AWS, great. It could be infrastructure as a service, it could sit in your on-premise data center. You, that, that data and harvesting that data to put yourself into a defensive posture, to be able to understand what's normal, what's abnormal, you know, it, it doesn't matter where it resides. Yeah. You know, so again, the, the, the idea that just because something is, is a PaaS service in a cloud that you, you, you can't use that data, can't get that data, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a nonsense. Anything that's enterprise grade will give you that data and you can use it for defense. You can use it for correlation defense. You can, you can, you, you can then 
orchestrate playbooks to to, to uh, isolate and block and stop just the same as you can on-prem. No at the same time, you can't turn around to a customer, can you, and say, all that security stuff you've bought, you don't need that anymore. Yeah. That's Because they've spent sometimes millions oh, on this. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I think in some respects, um, you know, we, we, you go out and you, you invest in these really good tools, next generation XYZ, next generation endpoint system or email gateway or firewall, whatever, whatever yeah, the case whatever may be. Is, yeah. um, and there is nothing more dangerous than an unconfigured next generation something. You know, um, where it's, it's, it comes back down to the whole uh, concept around security theater. Yeah. I've invested money, I've bought this really, really expensive tool. It's cost me an arm and a leg. It's bright and shiny, great branding. The marketing team behind it is, is, is wonderful. Um, that's really dangerous because we see it all, all, all of the time where, where there is amazing tools, endpoint tools that have been deployed in default configurations yeah. where they're not really going to stop much mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. um, Firewalls as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. E exactly. So they need, to, they, they need to be configured, someone needs to look at it, someone needs to do something, you know, be on hand to attend to it and triage it. Um, the tool itself does nothing. Um, so you know, I, think, I think that's one of the, one of the, the, the more dangerous aspects. Um, there are some great things that are, are happening though. You know, the, I think the simplification of, um, of, of, of some of the, the cloud service providers, you know, I think Microsoft are doing some good work there. And, you know, IBM are doing some, some good work there. If, if you look at um, one of the great things that's come out of Azure Sentinel is that it's, it's pushing people to look at doing something that they weren't doing before. Um, you know, let's log that data. Let's see whether we can correlate and, and, and find uh, patterns of behavior that are unusual. But then it becomes uh, the, the next challenge is, well, what are you going to do about that at two o'clock in the morning? Okay. You know, so there, there are definitely some really good stuff that's, that's happening in terms of simplification of security or making it more accessible, that's for sure. Um, there are tools that none of us would have dreamed of having years ago. You know, an endpoint solution, a basic endpoint solution, a commodity endpoint solution that's got machine learning baked into it and, and, and some degree of AI, if you believe it. But you get, I mean, going back to the basics, right? So you've got all these <coughs> new tools coming out. You've got some incredible features. Yeah. A lot of features that our customers are not actually using yep. quite often. But it's not their day job, is it? You want to still simplify as much as possible with managed defense, yep. what we call managed exactly. defense. So you go through an onboarding process, you know, let's say you take on managed defense, then you, that takes you to a certain level. Then you get the monitoring piece going yep. on. Talk to me after we go live, what happens then? So, so you've used a combination of our tools and our cloud or our on-prem. Yep. You've got it up and running. Yep. But that's just day one, right? Yeah, so, so managed defense, we always start with events. Right. You know, we we, we want to orchestrate the event collection. As you said, we've onboarded, we've got all of the events coming in from various different systems, which is great. It needs to be normalized. Yeah. You, have, you, you need to understand what is a normal pattern of, of, of behavior. You know, who normally logs in at what times, from what, what, what geolocations, what's a normal traffic, inbound, outbound. Um, understanding also some of the weaknesses that you have. So the great thing about log data, and this, this comes into baselining, is it's going gonna, it's gonna to identify where you're using maybe out-of-date protocols and, and uh, uh, where, where you have certain traffic routes and misconfigurations. Yep. You've got to, so you've got to go through that baselining period. Now this sounds difficult. It is a bit of a trade craft. It's why you don't try, it's why you get a provider to do it. Mm -hmm. But our managed defense service is, is really focused first around 
getting that baselining in so, so that we understand what, uh, you know, what, what is normal, advise the customer in terms of weaknesses and posture issues that need to be improved. Um, because obviously we'd much rather be in preventative mode, proactive, closing down back doors and, and, and weaknesses uh, rather than having to deal with okay. a thousand incidents. So what do I get as a customer? That's, you know, for the arguments. We started the onboarding, the fine tuning never yep. really stops. You're yep. using some of my tools, we're utilizing Security HQ's tools as well, and now I'm being covered 24 by 7, yep. right through my So we're up, we're up and running, we're baselined. Um, so, you know, we want to be um, hardening our incident response. So yeah. something's going to happen, and, you know, whether it's something that is minor in nature or whether it's major, if it's a major incident. How many tickets do I get? And, you know, which well, part it's, are it's, you it's, doing it's and a, which part am funnel. I doing? It's a funnel, right? So right. we might be collecting 500 log events uh, a, a second, for right. example. Okay. And we're going to funnel that down to the different alarms and, and correlated activity. In the end, we have those notifiable security problems that we've qualified. And we said, this is a problem. And all the analysis around that, we don't just chuck the problem over the fence. Um, and if we have that major incident, then the first thing that, that, that we, we, we potentially will be doing would be to open up a bridge call with the customer. You know, we, we've got a suspected ransomware uh, situation here. Uh, we need to take action, all right? Okay. So, I mean, and that's instantaneous. It, it, it's not a question of, right, we'll deal with the alarm, we'll do an investigation, we'll raise, raise a ticket, and then uh, sometime we'll call you. No, it's, it's, it's immediate. Okay, a couple of questions here. So, being the customer, the client, I've only got three people on my team. Yep. I can't be dealing with 55,000 alarms a day. Yep. I need to be really focused on, I need you as my provider to tell me what I've got to do. Well, yeah. So can you talk me through how do you clear, you know, I don't want to drink from the fire hose. I don't want all the false positives. Yeah. I just want to deal with what I got to do because I just haven't got the bandwidth. Those prioritize major uh, problems that are high risk, um, you know, they, they can impact confidentiality of data or availability of systems. Those, those things that we say are, are, are major and critical. I would say we've got to be playbook in those, yep. and we've got to be saying, these, what action do we want to take? We want to isolate the, the user, the host, the, the, the network, and that needs to be done in an automated way. We're only going to automate our way out of this problem, because it, it, our adversaries, they're also automating. You know, they're, yeah, they're yeah, scripting absolutely. jobs. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, it's not, if you get compromised, most of the actions are, 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 are fairly automated. So you need to fight fire with fire here. So in, in the end, if, if we've got that, that high severity threat, maybe we've got a, 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 a non-malware related threat, some anomalous use of, of uh, or PowerShell or something like that that's gone wild, then we need to be suspending that user account immediately in an automated way based on rules of engagement in the playbook. So see bad, take action immediately. Okay. In, under certain circumstances, obviously you can't do that. You know, you, you, you know the, 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 uh, uh, the action, you, you, you take may cause more damage than the incident itself. Yeah. So that's not carte blanche, but that's that's the approach that, that you need to take. And then that buys you time to run a proper investigation. So you've, you've got a team of a couple of guys and, and then they're not security experts. That's why you leverage the SOC team to detect, support containment, and then come back in to do the investigation to see what happened, what went wrong, what lessons learned were. On the, if you start getting these alarms middle of the night yep. and you can't reach us, or how do you reach us? What is your normal standard? Is there some, some well, form of agreement we have when you call, when you don't call? How does that work? So, look, we have a mobile app. Because right. reality is that it feels like you're at work in front of your laptop. 
all the time, but the, the reality is weekends, evenings, mm. nights. So we have a mobile app, and um, yeah, we can reach out, we can call you, we, we'll, we'll, we'll get you on the phone if, if the house is on fire. Um, but at the same time, you have the mobile app, you, you, you can look at what the SOC are working on, what instances that, that we think are, are interesting prioritized issues. Connect through to the, the analyst with a click of a button, so push the button, uh, we'll, we'll connect you through to the SOC who can support you to deal with things. So you know, we, we're trying to remove that friction and, and really sort of put the power of the SOC into the hands of the customer on a mobile phone. Because that is that's how we do our lives, right? We're on the train and something happens, you're not going to be able to flip your yeah, laptop. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. Um, so you know that that's that's the that's the key way. Security HQ runs six global security operation centers around the world. Yeah. How are you leveraging that globalization of those SOCs to really enhance the value of the customers? Is it a case from threat intelligence? Is it a case from just fallback capabilities, or is it just because you see everything? Just visibility. Yeah. yeah. I mean, first of all, it's a process of continual service improvement. I mean, you, you learn something new from some incident in some location, one industry every day. Right. Uh, and and then you've got to cross-populate that 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 across. So you you know there, there'll be the team in one of those regions in Australia or or, or, or India, or US doesn't matter where where it is. They're going to see something. It will be interesting. We'll have a new use case out of it. We'll have a new, uh, uh, you know, attack methodology um, identified, and a new, new correlation rule, new, a new way of handling something, some IOCs, whatever the case may be, and that gets populated across. Yeah. So you're not completely tunnel visioned. Also, some of the the ways that our you know, the, the demands of our customers, you know, they they there are um, they have different demands uh, in different regions, and they push us to improve the service in, in, in subtly different ways in different regions and everyone gets a benefit. Yeah, you know? just before I move on, I wanted to talk as well about, because you mentioned earlier about the playbooks and the use cases. Yeah. Are those customs, have you got them out of the box? How do you handle that and how do you develop them going yeah. forward? Yeah, so they're scenario based. They're, they're almost always linked to a, uh, a, a use case. So a playbook would, would link to uh, let's say that there's a, a particular phishing type of attack, yeah. impersonation, a phishing impersonation event, for example. What do we want to do about that? Ver versus a user's clicked on a on a phishing uh, uh, embedded link for credential harvesting. Two two different sorts of of uh, uh, phishing problems have two different uh, responses. So the, the the second one, where if a user clicked on a, a link that is directed to a credential harvesting, then the we want to be insisting that the passwords are, yeah. are, are reset for those particular users. So the action, the containment action is password reset. No. Yeah. Um, so we, we have a list of use cases where there's the common responses. Right. And those common responses are agnostic to the end technology. So if we want to block a firewall, uh, an IP on a firewall, I don't care whether it's Checkpoint, Palo Alto, Fortinet, or Cisco. You know, we've got the integrations with all of those common firewalls and more. Um, what we need is the logic to say when do we block an IP and a firewall. Mm -hmm. So, if, and 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 the common thing would be, let's say that we see a a known C2 communication. Okay. You know, we don't want to hang around here. Let's block the IP. Mm -hmm. We need to be able to execute that on whatever technology the customer has. So, we have a whole bunch of playbooks. We customize them as well, um, because every every customer is a little bit different. Some customers will say, go ahead and isolate end user workstations. You know. That's fair game. Um, others might have a different opinion. They might want to say, yeah, isolate, but call first. 
Okay. So that playbook is subtly different. So we can configure that. That's 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 not the issue. And the the use cases that we have that are triggering these these scenarios. I mean, we we've got something like two thousand use cases now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and growing almost on a daily basis with new technologies, new new uh, uh, threat attack methodologies or ways of detecting. No one has a monopoly on, the, on these ideas. Some come from our customers, some come from our own content team. I want to change the subject slightly because I want to talk about a subject that we, that nobody in our industry ever really talks about. I mean, I've watched, I see our competitors and, and different experts, T's talking about how to detect and yeah. resolve and things like that. But very few people talk about what happens when there is an incident. Yeah. And what is the role of your MSSP or your SOC within that, within that scenario. So if I was to give you a scenario where you have detected us, us being the customer, the client, that we are seeing malware being propagated across some of our databases yep. in a certain data center yep. that we run. Yep. Okay. How from talk to me about minute one, the alarm gets raised. Yep. It comes out as what you define as a P1? Yeah. Yeah, so, so what, what's what's going to happen here is, is first of all, it's going to be correlated. Yeah. Um, so we'll have identified that that problem exists. Um, a lot of a lot of the the use cases that we have have a fair amount of automation now in terms of of, of building in intelligence. Right. So that host has been impacted. What do I want to know first of all? We want to know the users that have touched that host, who've, who've accessed that particular host. Um, you know what the host has communicated with what the file is, is it on any other systems? And, and that type of information we collect in a fairly automated way. We serve it up to the analyst so he knows. Yeah. We've already created a ticket, so this is, this is within seconds. Okay. So alerts triggered within seconds, the customer's got uh, the yeah. incident. So it depends, obviously, on, on, on how complex these queries are, but seconds to, to minutes. So the incident is now in play. If, right. it's a, if it's a major incident, we may have a, also a playbook associated with it. So we may have already called a, a, a containment action to isolate that host. Okay. So we may already have a situation where something's happened, host is isolated. Great. Okay, but okay. as, and I'm interrupting you here. So we see this, we're shutting things down, we're isolating. At yep. times you have to actually, in extreme circumstances, network is down, right? Yep. Yeah, well that's an extreme, so that's in multi, a multi-host yeah. situation. So we've got, a, we've got a critical incident here, multiple, multiple hosts are impacted, multiple users are impacted. So now we're on a bridge call with the customer. Okay, okay. So what is your processes though? I mean, are you using incident response processes? Yeah, what kind it's, of, it's, you it's know, talk to me about the type of people on this kind of call here. What's the quality of those people? It, first of all, it's structured, right. you know? Uh, so we use an NIST incident response procedures processes, which talk about first identify uh, and, and, and then, we, then we respond and, and erad eradicate and contain. So uh, on the bridge call, you're going to have an IR specialist. Right. And that, that's not, Right, we'll, we'll, we'll be with you in four hours. That's immediate. Always manned, always in the SOC, 24 by seven, something happens, someone is on the call with you to, to, to support you and attend to it. And I'll come back to this in, in, in a moment. That, that's, that's one of the things that is so wrong right now with yeah. cyber insurance uh, okay. uh, sort, sort right. of situation. But we're on a bridge call with the customer and we take, we take the place of the incident manager. Okay. okay. So we are the guys who are saying, we needed to do this. And is that included in the service? Yeah, it's, it's, it, it can't happen without it. Because right. in the end, we are going to have an incident or two. They may be minor, they may be major. 
uh, but we need to plan for the worst. And we will be there to support internal management. We, we, we will tell the customer what to do, when to do it. You know, it, it, it becomes an A&E real yeah. type of environment. Yeah, yeah. We are, you know, the, the doctors in the room, customers are patient, we, we, we are directing what we need to do. It's not, yeah, it's not like in the movies, is it? It's actually very quiet, very focused because yeah. we spend a lot of our time letting the engineers do their work, right? Exactly. Because you have a lot of background noise. You've got the CEO calling, you've got legal calling, you've got everybody screaming and shouting. Yes. And actually what yeah, you've got to do is make sure that they're, you isolate that, the noise from the people doing well, the, the work. Well, the customer's full of emotion at this stage. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of emotion that's going through the, the, the customer's staff's mind. You know, um, guilt, was this my fault or blame, what am I going to do that? Yeah. Who, I'm going to get the blame for this and all, all, yeah, all so stages of grief, isn't it? Yeah, they exa go through. Exactly. So, so really, that's where, where we come on unemotional. This is what we need to do. If I was, it's a big call to shut down a firewall. Let's say you have a ransomware. We yeah. say, right, we we want you to disable all your domain admins. We want you to uh, um, uh, isolate the, the the file. Those are big calls to make. Mm. You know. So, yes have your playbooks ready, documented, all that kind of stuff, but uh, someone's gonna make the call. Yeah, but for me to make the call on these extreme circumstances, right, you gotta provide me the right information. Yes. So I, because yeah. you don't, in a corporation, you don't make calls in isolation. No, no. I've gotta speak to my board, yeah. I've gotta to explain to them, this is why we have to do it. Yep. They will ask, well, how long will it be? Yes. How long will it take? Yeah. Invariably, there's, in these extreme situations, right? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but there's actually very limited choice. Sometimes you just have to do certain things. And you need, uh, yeah, inaction is the worst thing. Yeah, no um, decision making. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So so that's why I say, of course we can't make decision for the customer, but we, what we can do is forcefully recommend, we recommend do this because we know that that's, our experience says that's the right thing to do. So, you know, that that's, that's, uh, that's the key thing. Going back onto the cyber insurance piece. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we've worked on, on uh, multiple major security incidents where uh, the customers had cyber insurance and they'll be here next Thursday. Yeah. You know, meanwhile, you've got a business to run, you've got stakeholders screaming, you, you've got regulator issues and all this kind of stuff. Got to get it done. So that's, that's why, you know, what we, would have, what we include within our service is not just the incident management, but on all of our managed defense services, we include five days worth of digital forensics and investigation work because you, you don't want to be dithering around with uh, paperwork and insurance companies and trying to get someone on the phone and they'll be here next Tuesday. It needs to be that same moment that yeah, someone is there moment, to, yeah, to actually support you and attend to it without having to get into, into give me a purchase order for this, that and the other. You know? But ultimately, insurance, like any type of insurance, is after the event. Yeah. Ideally, you don't have the accident. Ideally, you don't have the incident. Yes, it happens. Yeah. Yes, you should have people and processes and incident response capability yeah. at your call. That's, that is the best insurance, but the best way is something like your health. Going to the gym regularly, I'm not saying yeah, do yeah. that. You, you've got to have the capability to monitor and detect, yeah. right? Yeah, and be proactive around it as well. So your point around going to the gym, what we do every single week is we take our customers to the gym. Every week we're there on a, on a weekly call, we're going through their data, we're identifying where there are policy issues, risks, misconfigurations, stuff that are just home goals. 
things that we can fix now that reduce your attack surface, reduce your risk, uh, reduce the vulnerabilities, exposure. And in doing that, obviously, hopefully, none of that bad stuff is going to really happen. You know, so we have customers where we've really, we've really pushed that. We've created initiatives month on month on month to to improve their posture, and we've never had a serious major security incident. Because it is a journey, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. When customers is. join up, you know, when they be sort of take on the managed defense service, it really is a journey, and that's just day one when yeah. they say, yeah. it's yeah. not like a, you know, pay and forget, no. not at all. Yeah, yeah. It's a weekly, I mean, yeah. what do we get daily, weekly? What do we get from the managed defense service? So we have big data analytics platforms that allow us to, to curate very interactive uh, reporting where, where yeah. you can visually see where some yeah. of the problems are, the patterns, the, the, the normalized data. And then every week we're there, showing it to the customer. This is, these are the problems. This is the analysis around it. We Here's get a call. We we're on a structured call. Structured call. Uh, we call it a second week call. Every week. And you'll get, you're going to have a cybersecurity manager and an, uh, a level three analysis, analysis that's going to be there guiding you through all this stuff. So the value of that consultancy services alone is, is, is huge. It's one of the biggest positive feedback we get from our customers. And do I get calls. to see everything, all the incidences? We will go through all the, the tools, we, everything. We, we will. So of course we'll go through what are the incidents created within the last uh, X number of days, what's open, what's closed, what's the lessons learned. But then we move on to the data analytics to see where we can improve the policy and posture. Uh, of the organization as well. So, you know, we, we, we would put in hours and hours of work prior to the call, so we turn up with, you know, meaningful information okay. to actually guide the customer forward. And I get a report as yep. well? Yes, you do, yeah, exactly. All right. very, very interactive report, yeah. All right, and then, and then at the end of that interaction that I have weekly, are there actions generally that I have to do as well as a customer, or the actions, or is it just a, so we're we, just checking in kind of thing? Those things that we think are risks, Let's say we've identified this week that your DNS is resolving to all sorts of risky locations yeah. and geolocations, and we need to harden that up. It's a risk. Yeah. So we document that risk on the risk register, uh, and, and we may decide that we open a, a ticket around uh, an incident if we think there are specific risks associated with that that are more incident-related. And we live with that, that risk register, so it becomes your to-do list. You know, okay. and, and it could be that, oh, we can't fix that today, but it's a known risk. One of the things I've noticed, and as we bring this to a close, is that I've noticed this actually in the last 18 months, the way our clients have changed, yep. that it's no longer, and hasn't been for a while, the purview of the big enterprise. It's, it is, we're seeing more and more smaller to medium-sized businesses engaging with Security HQ for managed defense. Yep. Because they have the same risk, right? If anything, they have more risk because they have less money. Yeah, exactly. They have less less capability, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're actually way more exposed. And I don't think that's going to change. No, it's not going to change. A, a, a small business would have all of the same tools, just less 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 IPs, less users, whatever it is, you know? Uh, and uh, in a way, they, they have bigger risks because their capabilities to deal with those problems are are less mature, so, that, so therefore the, the risks are larger. Thank you. If you have any questions, please reach out to a member of the Security HQ team at www.securityhq.com.